Hello everybody. It has been so long since I have recorded a podcast. I can barely remember how to do it. But I have... I've missed this opportunity that I have with these podcasts because recording them gives me space to reflect on issues that come up um, regularly in my sessions with clients but also things that pop up in my own life and I think to myself well I can't be the only one it's a way of creating a little 15-20 minute holding space to just explore those ideas and the one that I think makes a lot of sense to do today actually is continuity. It strikes me as pretty ironic that after such a long break of recording podcasts for you that I've chosen this as a title to come back with because whenever there's a break in anything there is a lack of continuity and I found it really hard to find a rhythm back in and that's the point isn't it for so many of us as third culture kids continuity can feel pretty foreign for my time in life at the moment when I have been very focused on moving house and trying to create new rhythms and routines and just navigate a whole new schedule and space continuity oh well it's an ambivalent idea part of me loves the idea of it loves the notion of solidity and sameness and predictability that it offers and part of me roils against it. Part of me just longs for novelty and newness and really thrives with change and finding new systems and new best ways of doing things. Continuity can feel like a trap, like a trick, like a schedule. And yet, as ever, those ideas that strike me as uncomfortable attract me because discomfort points to areas of growth, shall we say. I've been thinking about this term and thinking about it in terms of what areas we can lean into to experience continuity in times of change. One of the things my family did wherever we were in the world was Saturday lunchtime crepe. French pancakes, the big thin ones. And we would have them with lemon juice and sugar. And no matter where we were in the world, we could always find the ingredients. Flour, milk, egg, and a frying pan. 
and probably lemons and probably sugar. And we could have these so regularly that they did offer a sense of continuity. This was what our family did on Saturday lunchtimes. I think a lot of traditions in our early childhood do orient around food, but there can be other habits as well. Sunday visits to grandparents when we're in the same country as them, or doing the rounds of visiting the same friends of the family. The same Christmas tree getting brought out in winter, or the same ornaments on the shelf, the same books at bedtime. Perhaps we learn rituals around self-care, whether that's how we run a bath and what oils we use, or what day is clean sheet night. There are these daily, weekly, monthly rituals that we lean into very often to orient ourselves and create a sense of continuity. But it's not straightforward. I found I couldn't replicate the Saturday lunchtime pancake thing. My Saturdays were too all over the place. And I could never guarantee access to a frying pan at a lunchtime. So I morphed that into American pancakes on a Saturday morning. And even that has lapsed because it turns out that quite often we're out for the day on Saturday and I like a lie-in. And there's a sense of sadness that I feel at the lack of continuity with that tradition. There's a loss there. Perhaps even an element of guilt. That I couldn't carry that on. Or if I'm going to frame it with more power, I chose not to prioritise that tradition. There are other things that we lean into for continuity and that's very often the objects around us and this too can be a source of ambivalence or even pain for third culture kids where we lost many many things and perhaps in an attempt to manage this we're encouraged to not get attached to too many things or perhaps we told ourselves things didn't matter and we liked the minimalist approach anyway it turns out I am an anti-minimalist. I surround myself with objects that make me happy. That's not to say that I would run into a burning building to save them by any means, but the familiarity of my space and the touch points of memories that those objects offer really do bring comfort and a sense of continuity. With this house move a lot of my touch points have shifted and that has been a tug back into childhood experiences of discombobulation and disorientation when you can't remember where you put things and you don't quite have a routine yet for how to use this space or 
you find yourself moving things around constantly because nothing's ever quite where you want it. Where you find yourself tripping over things because you forgot you decided that was the best pace for it. And there's broader implications as well, aren't there? Finding a new doctor's surgery or figuring out where your cafe is going to be now. And a lot of that brings so much excitement, but it is tiring. The firsts that come with a move, the first trip to the vets or the first trip to the playground or the first trip to the corner shop, the first time you realise you don't know where to buy couscous. They sound like such silly mundane things, but the body weariness that comes with transition, that comes with change, reminds us of the time-saving, energy-nurturing qualities of continuity. Maybe I'm not so anti-continuity as I thought. But I get excited too at the opportunity to shake things up and start again. It can be really hard to discern what habits, what rituals to keep and which to change. I wonder if your mind is scrolling through your story at moments where you've raised life to the ground perhaps and built it all from scratch. Or moments where you've really grieved that view you used to have out of your window. And now you find yourself in an entirely new landscape. One of the traditions that I keep now is Friday night movie night. That really seems to kick off the weekend for me and it has become sacred in a way. Work finishes, food is figured out, packets of sweets are dug out from whatever cupboard recess they have been hidden in during the week and we fight over what film to watch. That's the tradition. (laughs) And we stay up late and it's a just us time. Some traditions involve other people and one of the difficulties with change is that sometimes that change is initiated by the loss of those people. Would Friday night movie night be the same on my own? I doubt it. And when we move, the landscape of people around us move as well and we can find that really, really hard. A lot of us as third culture kids grow up understanding ourselves to be replaceable. And I don't say that to be melodramatic, but life goes on without us. And I wonder how much in turn we have learned to try and replace people too.
or at least we've learnt to fear the loss of them. There are many ways, places to land on that spectrum, but when we do face a change, do we find ourselves grieving the loss of movie night, or do we find ourselves reaching for somebody else to spend it with? Both are complicated. Both can be difficult. I haven't gotten to know many people in my new landscape. Not yet. Work is busy. There isn't a lot of time to go and join clubs. And I find myself satisfied. I feel very lucky in that. That I don't feel the loneliness There were times in my life where I felt it chronically. And that loneliness can be really, really hard if we've absorbed the message that people already have people and they don't need us. Particularly as TCKs, lack of continuity in our social worlds can give us some very strange beliefs very understandable beliefs, but very strange beliefs about ourselves, about our terminal uniqueness, as Barbara Shetty once wrote. Our sense of being just almost impossible for people to understand, of being interested in things nobody else cares about. And we can find ourselves very, very lonely. Or perhaps we find ourselves longing for that particular intimacy of a romantic partner. That person who is going to know us. Who's going to always be there. Who will move with us and offer us that sense of continuity. And I'm not going to sugarcoat the loss and the grief when we find ourselves without that person. And yet we really want it. We want that sense of being known and togetherness. Sometimes we can generate continuity. And sometimes we can't. And how we hold ourselves in either space seems to me to be what makes or breaks our experience of ourselves in change. I can get worried or frustrated about not feeling particularly integrated into the community here or I can not. I can allow myself time that I never had actually, that I never gave myself in moves in my childhood. There was a sense of urgency around fitting in and belonging that I have the opportunity to rewrite this time. I have no plans to move away so I can stay. I can become a familiar face over time. I don't have to volunteer in three different organisations and run something to belong. I could just keep showing up at my local corner shop or I could keep showing up at my gym and just become part of somebody else's landscape. Gosh. 
Instead of moving between landscapes, I find myself in a space where I could join in. To just be and take my time with it. And maybe that's what continuity is. It's just sameness over time. I'm not sure if I'm scared by that notion or not. I'm not sure how that's landing for you. Because I know how much I need change as well. I know how much I need to shake things up, move furniture around, finish a club here, start a new club there. But maybe continuity doesn't have to mean my feet stuck in quicksand. Maybe change doesn't have to mean a constantly shifting, revolving landscape I have to run to keep up with. Maybe it could mean some sameness and some change. A moderation, a middle way. And being me, I'm going to invite you to consider continuity as continuity of yourself as well. When we really know ourselves, when we get to grips with who we are and what our stories are and when we start to get a sense of what we like and what we don't like, what we enjoy, what we don't enjoy, things we prefer, our values, the way we experience the world around us and how we align ourselves with that world, then perhaps I can navigate sameness and change without fear of loss of me. Maybe my values, my sense of who I am, can remain exactly the same even if I change things. Maybe I can find new expressions of the sameness of me. Maybe I can find new iterations and expressions, growth points of the same me. Maybe I can offer myself continuity in the middle of change. Maybe I can show up for me and be a consistent loving voice in my own head. What do you think? Could that work for you? Could you offer yourself a kind of stimulating continuity, a paradox I suppose, of choosing to keep things that you want to keep and to change things that you want to change and so in all of the sameness and all of the change it's all still just you. For so many of us growing up things would change that we wanted to keep and things would stay that we'd really rather have changed and our sense of power over either of those processes was pretty minimal. 
What if we can be in charge of our stories now? What if the only right way or the only good decision is the ones we want? What if our wants, our preferences, our needs be the catalysts for change or continuity? What would that look like for you? Thank you for listening. Take care of you and talk to you soon. Bye.